You're listening to The Counseling Clinic with Aisha Jean and Lisa Michelle, the show for up-and-coming mental health professionals, advocates, and anyone else who wants to learn more about the mental health field from two not-so-professional professionals. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. Uh, today's session is Making Room, and this one kind of has a more of a backstory of how we came to it. Um, Aisha, why don't you tell us how you got the idea for this episode and, and how it happened with you? Okay, so um, I started a new job and I was in a conference meeting, or I guess we were in a conference room having to meet a departmental meeting. And everybody was introducing themselves because it was me and two other new people. So we were all introducing ourselves and all of the all of the people in charge, let's say it that way, (laughs) all of the people in charge were saying how much stuff they had going on. And let me tell you, it was a lot of stuff. I mean, there were directors on this department and chairs on this board and, you know, this professor and that one. And I mean, they had a lot going on. And so that made me think about they're doing everything, you know, (laughs) they're doing all the jobs. So, one, they didn't seem exactly thrilled about doing all of the jobs, mm-hmm. but also there are other people who need the jobs, right? <laughs> or who could benefit from the experience, and, you know, who could put more into it. And so I thought about making room for other professionals, yeah. other people to become professionals and and, and uh, sharing the workloads, you know. So that's what I got. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I mean, it's so, I think that's across the board. You know, I think you hear that in any, in or in most fields, you know, step outside of counseling, look at higher education, look at different companies, um, different, I mean, even people who are teachers in high schools or elementaries, you have teachers who are teaching other teachers or teachers who are on the board of trustees or what have you, mm-hmm. you have that in a lot of areas. So I think it's, it's, it's a problem that we are facing as, you know, counselors and therapists who want to continue our careers and, and really get that hold on it. But at the same time, that's across the board for people, I think in our age group and um, situation. Right. So with, with the people in the room and at these conference meetings, we're seeing that a lot of uh, people in the generation above us or older people in the field, they're not necessarily retiring or taking new chances into the field. You know, they're not mm-hmm. exploring new areas and, and trying new things with their profession. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you know what? So to discuss both sides of that, it's not mm-hmm. completely their fault. Um, (laughs) it's like a, it's not, absolutely. It's not completely their fault, right? Like, you know, sometimes people can't retire yet. Um, which is, it's not their fault because the, the retirement age moves, right? Sometimes it goes up because people are, are, or it has gone up because people are living longer, right? There's nothing you can do about that. So if they have to continue working, then that's fine. But that's not the same thing as, not making room for other people, right? Absolutely. That's not the same thing. Those are different. Absolutely. And that's something they, you know, we get, this is not a hating on people who are 60 and still working. <laughs> right. Not at all. It, I 
don't want to do it, about... but they are definitely welcome to. <laughs> right. Um, is that my no, millennial that... showing? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I'm not trying to, to hate on that because you're right. I mean, like you said, people are living longer. Right. Um, people need money. I get right. that right. completely. Um, so, but there is a way to share that space. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like the needing part, money part is its own problem For sure. because there are people who have multiple seats because of the experience that they have, but also because today people tend to need more than one source of income. And I have a huge problem with that. And I'm not going to, I'm going to rant a little bit, but then I'm going to digress, right? (laughs) Because I I hate that. I feel like it shouldn't cost that much just to be okay. Like you shouldn't have to have seven million jobs right you shouldn't have to have a day job and a night job and a weekend job that's not something you should need to survive yeah mind you I don't like doing the same thing in the morning and in the evening but my regular job I can alter I can I can tell Mm -hmm. her that to meet my needs so that I don't have to do the same thing in the morning and in the evening but it's not okay for me to have to have seven jobs you know (laughs) so but like I said that's my own personal rant right (laughs) I think that's ridiculous. That'll but, be a future episode. Right. <laughs> Again, like it's, it is about sharing the space and the experience, mm-hmm. not just having the job or being the director of right. whatever program or clinic. It's about making sure that other people are also involved in the growing and the learning and, and the continuing of the field. Right. And then especially part of that is is self-care, right? Um, Even before we get to helping the other people, the most important part is helping yourself because some jobs, when you have to have like all of those roles, like um, a mental health professional or um, a a specialized doctor or um, a lawyer, you know, those jobs can take a toll on you. Those are are very heavy jobs. And, you know, other jobs as well, they tend to take a toll on you so when you're not sharing the workload then you're putting all kinds of additional stress on yourself absolutely you have to let some of that go delegate you know let give other people roles (laughs) so that you don't have to do all of it by yourself and that never helps your clients um or students or whatever field you're in it you not functioning at your highest capacity or your best capacity is a disservice your second best yeah yeah um so it's so it's more than just a money or a leadership and moving up it is about doing the best that you can with what you want to do and then making sure others are also getting to do their best right and some of that is generational um things that are instilled in in other generations you know Mm -hmm. um Aisha and I are mid millennials. <laughs> uh, we're not the oldest or the necessarily the youngest in the 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 group, but Right. I'm smack dab in we're... the middle. <laughs> <laughs> but it means we're working with um Gen X before us and some boomers before them. So it's you know, and then we have Gen Z coming up behind us. Mm-hmm. Um so it's the generation thing too is is a big part of that. And we're gonna talk about that in a future episode. Um but we've got a couple of things on this as well here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think that's that's all of it. You know, us us realizing that we're in different spaces, and I think yeah. it's it's 
you know, I don't want to get too deep in it because like you said, that'll be um, a different episode, but we have to be okay with us being at separate places. You know, yes. it's okay for some of us to not have the experience yet. It's okay for us right. to be gaining experience. It's okay for somebody to be experienced. You know, it's d- even okay to have more than one leadership role. It's probably not okay to have all of them though. You know, <laughs> like, you can't have them all. <laughs> Well, you can't have all, you can't only be a leader as well. I think you have to be able to be both at the same time, be a leader somewhere, be a, be a follower here. You know what? I think that's a whole different story though. Cause that gets into that whole good leader, bad leader thing, which I don't Mm -hmm. personally believe is a thing is it's either you are a leader or you aren't, you know, you might have, you might hold a leadership role or a position of authority that doesn't make you the same as a leader. Right. And leaders know that sometimes you lead and sometimes you follow. So I think that's a whole different story. Well said. Um, I think another thing with kind of the, the space problem is concentration of Mm -hmm. employees for the same job. Right. Um, you know, you know, you've, we've both had experience on that. You're living in a place where there's so many people who are coming from counseling schools to get the same job and it's hard, you know, to, to move up or to get some of these experiences when Everyone else is just as competent, is the same, right? Uh, has the same right. level of experience, same education as you. And then you, you know what? Um, it's it's also specifically difficult in a field like mental health where you need certain certifications to be able to yep. work. So then you like there's literally only a couple of jobs. Right. That you can qualify for. And if everybody is only qualified for those, then <laughs> what you're going to do, yeah. right? You know, there's, there's there's no room for us to get the experience that we need to be able to compete in a different group. But yeah, I think that's that you were talking about um, being in a in a city. And I think maybe I'm making this up, but I feel like millennials are are searching for the big city jobs, you know, like I I feel like that's, that's kind of a millennial thing. Like we all generally want the same type of job. Right. But I feel like there are two sets of millennials (laughs) with some that are like that know how competitive they need to be. And they, completely step up and like handle it right and everybody's like whoa let's let this millennial run it but then there's the other one (laughs) who want the big city job and they want they want to have all of the all of the acknowledgement but they don't want to put in the work right they they want to just say that they are something but they're not willing to go above and beyond as if they don't realize that there's um competition you know they don't want to put the effort in to compete. I completely agree with that. Um, especially there are two types of millennials. Um, but no, I've, I mean, it's so funny that you say that. I mean, I look on things like, I hate to say it, like LinkedIn or Facebook mm-hmm. or whatever. And I see people again, roughly our age who are either, I mean, shooting up the ladder uh, mm-hmm. in their company. And then I see some who are, barely getting the job and barely making it and mm-hmm. barely getting by and they're educated and they're pursuing it just like everyone else. Um, so it's, yeah, I mean, it's right. a huge, huge gap for us. Right. So then like you were talking about earlier, you were saying that 
like with the big city jobs and we have to be competitive. I guess we were both saying that really. But, you know, that that really leaves us to only be able to fight for the bottom spots. You know, if in a, a field like mental health where we have to have certain things to be able to start working, you know, we have to fight to stay at the bottom. Um, yeah. And then in my experience, the the people who already have the jobs a lot of times they feel threatened, you know, yeah. they feel like they have to make sure that you don't get their job, which is, is really unfortunate because let me just tell you, there's, there's nobody who I've met whose job I wanted. <laughs> let, me, let me just say that. <laughs> right. There's not a single person <laughs> who I have met that I've wanted their job. <laughs> yes. Not every job is as great as you think it is right. just because you hold it. I don't want it. Please keep your job. <laughs> I did not want it at all. But even like, you know, I'm I'm in mental health, but I mean, you know, my husband is in development and um, and he's had the same kind of issues. Right. He's he's had people who who felt threatened because they thought that he wanted their jobs you know which is just unfortunate because then you miss the opportunity to lead but you also don't get to take care of yourself right because you're so busy being worried that somebody wants your job which nobody gave you that impression right (laughs) but you're so busy thinking that that you're not sharing your workload with them right you're not giving them the experience that they need to be able to help you and in our case in mental health to be able to serve the people who they they want to serve up or you know who you said you were gonna serve what ha- what do you do with your clients when when one person doesn't have the experience and one person is overworked you know how do you yeah. help your client uh, and I think that's happening every day I think that specific situation is is truly happening every day you've got people who are either ridiculously experienced and mm-hmm. totally overworked and then you got people who have had two sessions with a, a client and not a lot of experience right but they don't have as big of a caseload right um you know they're, or they're not getting i say caseload i mean they're they're probably getting a ridiculous caseload right. they're <laughs> we know <laughs> um but they're not getting um some of those uh, chances for upward mobility right and two and on that so i guess to continue on upward mobility is not only about a pay raise and a new title um, right. i want to make sure that's understood that's not how we feel at all it's about opportunity, like leadership opportunity and education opportunities, mm-hmm. you know. An opportunity to grow as a professional, right? Yes. And to be able to help. Most most fields are helping fields, right? Absolutely. You have to be able to help the people you said you were going to help. That's what the goal is, to help who you said you was going to help. Do what you say you was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, and I mean... That's how the people before us and the above us got there because mm-hmm. they were able to lead. They were given small tasks that they mastered. And then someone said, hey, you did a good job on this. Come uh, come over here, work on this. And and, and yes, a lot of times it takes time and, and stuff. Those don't happen overnight. But it's taking longer and longer for people now to do that. And so that's let me ask you this. Concern. Do you okay. think that it takes longer or do you think can you can you explain that for me because I kind of have my own thought about that. Okay. Um, oh, ooh, a challenge. <laughs> um, okay, it's not a challenge. I don't. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that we would both be that both situations are right. I'm just yeah. you know thinking about the no, other side of it. Okay, so 
what what was it oh yeah it takes longer okay <laughs> so at at people graduate college at 22 grad school at 24 24 mm-hmm. 25 people do not start a job at 25 and then all of a sudden they're the director or the chair or the the dean or right. whoever or the whatever right <laughs> it takes a few years you have to gain experience right. you have to get trusted within the company et cetera, et cetera. okay but i think now it is in some fields maybe not in everything it's taking longer for people to a be trusted mm-hmm. um b I, people aren't staying in their jobs, but that, mm-hmm. that is going to be addressed on another episode. Um, but, and so it's taking longer for people to move up um, or get these different opportunities because right. they're either not staying or they're not being trusted or they're not given the opportunity to do so. Right. Whereas, you know, maybe years back, other generations experienced, oh, well, the move up was not as long mm-hmm. um, because they saw the job, uh, a job or a career as you pick a job, you stick with it, you just ride right, it out. Right. Um, and again, we're addressing it later, but our generation doesn't do that. We right. we're more eclectic. We're going to dabble in this. This is our side hustle. Then we're going to quit that job and do this, you know? Um, so yeah. So what are your thoughts? What's your opinion on that one? So I agree with, with all of that, but I also wonder if, um, and, and the thing people have to realize is that the millennials are the adults right now, right? We are the adults. And I think people forget to put that into perspective and with us being the adults right now, right? We have stuff that the adults before us did not have, we have more access. We, that's the answer. We have more access, right? More, <laughs> more access to in, everything. Yes. <laughs> so um, we have more access to college. Um, we have more access mm-hmm. to, to information in general. Um, and so one, the reason I say that is because a lot of it is that most of the authority figures in our lives told us to go to college, right? And one of the things that they say when we don't, or one of the things that's told to people who want to go to college is you have time, right? And so I wonder if as the adults right now, if the millennials have a later start, um, because we've gotten comfortable with the, you have time, right? So because we have more access, we hadn't really picked specialties yet. You know, we want to dabble into everything. And so I wonder if, um, generally speaking, we get a, a later start in something that we're serious about and that we want to move up in, you know, if we don't start focusing on that until later, that was one of the things for me. But then also, generally speaking, millennials tend to be impatient because we have that access now. You know, we see certain yeah. things and and we want the the top, right? Which is great. I specifically disagree with anybody's goal being the bottom, right? You should want to be at the top. <laughs> People might not like me saying that, but I, I I just don't think that's an actual goal is the bottom. You know, you should want to be at the top, whether you make it there or not. That's what your aspiration should be, right? <laughs> so, but right. you also don't start there. 
You can't, yeah, you can't think... just walk out one day and be the leader of nothing. Like <laughs> that don't work. Well, the leader of nothing. Right. No, that's the key. That is the key. Right. So yeah. So I, I think all of what you said and all of what I said, because obviously there's stuff <laughs> on, on all sides of it, right? Every, oh, sure. Everybody doesn't sure. fit in the same situation, you know, but I think there's right. enough people right. on all sides of that to be able to say all of them are right. <laughs> No, and I well said. I mean, I agree that so many different situations are going mm-hmm. on, but I think it is safe to say that uh, mobility or goal issues, uh, again, there's a lot of generational um, backing to that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy to me how, how people, just the different ages experience different things, and it really, truly shaped their future. It's fascinating. I love it. Like I said, we're going to do a whole uh, episode on it. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've said all of this, you know, we've covered a lot of stuff, but, but what do we do with it? I mean, how, how do we take this and just be in a conversation and make it applicable to the job? Right. Mm-hmm. What you got? You know, you know me. <laughs> and you know that that as a counselor, I truly believe that that yourself has to come first. Um, so my my thought is that yep. you have to take the time to get to know yourself. Right. And I feel like um, I feel like that can be a challenge for some people in 2020. Yeah. Right. Because there's so much information all mm-hmm. around you of people telling you who, who you should be. Right. Who is, it's acceptable to be. And I think that that's hard for people to actually take the time to get to know themselves. Um, but I think that's the most important step. First, you have to figure out what it is that you want. Um, before you can do anything with that, you know, before you can ask for help if you, if you need it or when you need it, right? Because at some point you'll need help with something. But before you can do that, before right. you can work on what it is that you want, Absolutely. you got to know what it is, you know? Right. And I think you're right in saying that can be a hard conversation for a lot of people, even in 2020, mm-hmm. even, you know, we're all proud of how far we've come and how proud we are of ourselves. But I think that's a hard thing to Mm -hmm. really sit back and say, okay, what do I want? Um, Who am I when it comes to my job? And guess what, folks? Counselors can help you with that. (laughs) Mental health. (laughs) Yes. That's, look, that's a whole field of counseling, career counseling. That's a thing, guys. Um, Young professionals, if you want to get into career counseling, there's a spot for you. Oh, such a spot. Um, but yeah, so find yourself and figure some of those goals out. You don't have to figure it all out today, but you need to get started. Right. Um, but I would also say, be honest with, uh, the supervisor or director or whoever hired you. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, go ahead, I, I was just going to say, or find, um, a mentor, yes. um, in your field who you trust and who can help you work towards your goals. Because like we talked about, sometimes you don't have those trustworthy supervisors. They, they think that you want their job and they get distracted by that, you know, which is unfortunate, but that's also something that you can look out for. So find somebody who's trustworthy, who, who can help you get to where, not what they experience, but where you want to be, you know? Absolutely. And that, and look, let me just throw a tidbit in there. This is kind of unsolicited advice, really. (laughs) If your mentor is your age, get a new mentor. (laughs) That's not your mentor. (laughs) I don't want a 26 year old 
mentor and a 26 year old that's called a friend that's dumb get out of that's here that's true that's true i mean it would i, I mean if, i can four see or five that. years sure like that's fine right i can see but that probably be wary if you know your mentor is your age uh, career wise, I mean, right? Because I guess the the term mentor is somebody you can look up to, and you really can't. You are, for the most part, you can't right. look at somebody in this, look up to somebody in the same situation as you. So they have to be. So maybe not specifically that they can't be the same age as you, but they can't have the exact same situation as you. You know, right. if y'all I the mean, same age and and your the other person has moved up in their field significantly you know and you're just starting out in that field then I think it is okay to look up to them because they can have some perspective um of where you are and also where you want to go but they have to have have something you can look up to to make them a mentor right just you know your grad school buddy that also is at the same clinic as you doesn't necessarily mean Right. I don't, I just, right. I'm very wary of people who are like, oh, this is my mentor and best friend. And it, which is, right. I call you that, but you're also older than me and you have more experience than I do. Right. But, um, you know, and, and they're like the same age. They like graduated together and moved mm-hmm. together. It's like, mm, right. Like you said that, that I think that's really just your friend. A friend. Right. Right. Um, so but something yeah, you can look up to. Yes. They have to have actually done things, uh, or are doing, them. um, but yeah, so I would say be honest with, the mentor and find a mentor. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and if you can trust your director or your supervisor, do that too. Say, how did you get here? Or, Hey, I want to, you know, just tell me how this was, or, you know, you're the head of this council, you know, what's something y'all are doing that, you know, if you need help with, like really you have to sometimes take those steps too. Even if you step as a step towards the bottom of that new council or that Mm -hmm. new, whatever, don't be afraid to get involved with things. Right. Um, and then get involved with things outside of where you are. I mean, if you're at a company that has minimal mobility, do research for somebody else on the side, mm-hmm. you know, like don't be afraid to kind of take those baby steps mm-hmm. and, and work it in too, you know, because mm-hmm. I specifically know the struggle of, of not having it right. Not having the money to be able to join, join other organizations, right. not having the right. time to be able to uh, do extra research or or being able to to have meetings with your mentor like I, I have specifically been in those situations and it's unfortunate but right. it, it's also for you right it's, it's for you so if you want it then you have to do it you know you can't get distracted by the not having enough mm-hmm. right that's um, a great point yeah. So, and, and, and it's hard. It's no easy task. Right. Right. But you still have to do it for you because who else going to do it? The people who don't want you to leave. Who's going to do <laughs> the it? The people who think you're coming for their job. Right. No, <laughs> you have to do that. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, it's, we are not saying that you, you shouldn't start at the bottom. That is the right. place to be. That's right. the place to I start. I absolutely believe in paying your dues. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, however, staying at the bottom, not only should that not be your goal, but that shouldn't be the situation. Right. So I had, um, I was having a conversation with a friend, um, and we were talking about schools and she said, um, she said that every teacher can't be a principal. Mm -hmm. And my response to that was, why not? 
you know, like, why? Because what I said to her was, if every teacher's goal was to be a principal, then, I mean, obviously every single one of them can't be a principal, right? But more of them would become principals if that's yeah. the goal, right? Yeah. And if more teachers became principals, then at some point more schools would have to be built, right? To accommodate all of the principals. And if more schools had to be built, then that meant that children would be able to go to different schools, right? And if they went to different schools, then that means that the class size would go back down, right? How could that be a problem if the class size went down? And it's, what's funny about that is that I think that's totally accurate of what would happen. But isn't it crazy that like, it's starting from the top down like the change right. would literally be starting to drop down right but no I agree I mean and how beautiful of a thing would it be if children had not just everyone had education that'd be terrific but right um, various education like you had choices mm-hmm. in that um which you a, should right yes <laughs> um that's also another <laughs> yeah that's, that's that could be its separate. own episode that's separate <laughs> But I just thought it was an inter- it was an interesting um, conversation that we had, you know, and being able to kind of help put that into perspective, like why why is it a problem to have that goal, you know? Yeah. Like, because only good things can come from that goal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so I guess that's about all that we wanted to say. Uh, so hopefully, what you get from this, the takeaway, right, is. To make room and ask for room, right? So the people who mm-hmm. have the opportunity to make room, make room for the new professionals, you know, in the meeting that sparked this whole episode. <laughs> um, one of the directors was saying uh, how she wanted to be able to use the student workers. And yeah. me, me and my husband talk about that all the time is how people forget to use the student workers. Why? Because they need the experience yeah. and you need them to do to work for you right yeah so why not do it you know use them to your advantage and they can use you to their advantage give them the opportunity to gain that experience by helping you you know so make the room for that but also when you're you know as as difficult as it is because sometimes you feel like nobody hears you at all still don't be afraid to ask for the room you know can we use student workers I'm a student worker and I'm looking for some experience you know um I just started here yesterday and I (laughs) I would like to be a part of this right you know um if I accept this job will you be able to help me go to conferences and present uh new research you know don't be afraid to ask for that because sometimes people ain't thinking about you right (laughs) you know sometimes they're not thinking about giving you opportunities they thinking about all the stuff on their plate because they're holding all the positions of leadership (laughs) so uh, sometimes you have to remind them hey I'm here too I can help (laughs) not only can I but I want to right right Uh, yeah absolutely and for you out there if you have thoughts um, questions about this or you hate everything we said and you completely disagree (laughs) please let us know (laughs) right we, both sides we, we're cool with it we're ready yeah we, we can handle it <laughs> what you guys don't know is that in part of this episode we paused it and we basically or right before i guess the episode we critiqued our previous episodes <laughs> so 
It's great. We're here for it. Right. We can handle it. Uh, but yeah, let us know how, how you're seeking room. If you are in a job where you have tons of room and you want other people to join you, right? let us know what's happening to you and, and how, how it's actually, um, happening for you. Not only what's happening, but how it's happening. Are right. you super and driven and you're taking all these initiatives or are you just hanging back and things just fall into your lap? And I think Let that would know. be wonderful for, you know, if, if people are in, in those positions where they feel like they have the room and they have the input and they have what they need. Yeah. I think that's wonderful because then, you know, the rest of us can see that there's something to hope for. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, it gets better. Right. So right. I think, I think, you know, sharing whatever side of it you are on, I think that's all important because that's what we're here for. Right. To learn from each other and, and to, to share the information so please share with us please share with us all right guys that's it um, for today and we hope to see you soon thanks for listening to the counseling clinic with aisha jane and lisa michelle Remember to check out our website at thecounselingclinicpodcast.com. And follow us on Instagram at the Counseling Clinic Podcast. We'll see you guys next week for our next session. Bye, guys. The music provided by scottholmesmusic.com. And our show is edited and produced by Chris Luke.